Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. This is uh, Mr. Producer, Will Polk. I'm sliding over to the host chair tonight because our host, Sarah Belmont, unfortunately had a work emergency that came up and cannot join us. But even though the work antimatter wave caught up with her on Earth One, the show <laughs> must go on. So joining me back tonight here in the vanishing point to talk the crisis on Infinite Earths finale is our two paragons of hope and truth. Welcome back, <laughs> Veronica and Tasha. How you guys doing? Great. How are you? Doing okay. Doing okay. This is this is a weird place to be. I'm sitting in a host chair, so I'm just sort of like, oh, I get to run. I get to run to run the show tonight. That's just, <laughs> just, just uh, <laughs> it then truly let's is talk like about Barry uh, Allen. <laughs> yeah, it's all flash talk. Yes, yes. But hey, you know what? It's so it's so fitting that it's actually crisis because there's been so many changes that's happened in the multiverse. So, uh, you know, I guess we're 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 in the new Earth Prime here tonight. So right, this, this is what happens. This is what happens. But. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but it's been a busy week. Um, so before we before we start, we talk crisis. Uh, there's, as I said, been a lot of news to drop today. As a matter of fact, uh, one of the first things uh, many listeners to the podcast knows we were huge fans of, of the Watchmen, and and we got word today that HB, that Daniel Lindelof Lindelof has decided not to uh, come back, and HBO decided not to pursue with a uh, with another creator. So what do you guys think about that? I actually really loved the first season the way it was. I mean, they left a couple of things open-ended, you know, with the possibility of her getting powers. But I was, I'm okay that they're not going to try to, you know, find another, because it wouldn't be the same. And I don't want to diminish what season one was by having just any old body come in and try to push forward a season two because season one was pretty perfect. Yeah, it was. It was. I completely wholeheartedly agree. Sarah, when we did our finale podcast, made the made the excellent point that this this season was one that you could basically hold up in, in film school as the an example of how you do a series. And every first year film student should watch The Watchmen because it's just such a complete, powerful story. It had a beginning, an end. And you know, my personal concern was if they did try to do a second season, even even with the original creators, how do you how do you come even close to topping what they did this season? So when I heard the news earlier today that season two was not happening. It was bittersweet. Yes, I would love to play in that sandbox a little bit, but at the same time, my initial reaction after watching the, the first season was, I'm okay with it just being a limited series and just keep the, the magic that it was so we don't end up nitpicking it to death on shows like this. <laughs> as far as yeah. how <laughs> wish we could go back to season one magic. Uh, I definitely, you know, I thought... Um... I actually thought Watchmen was going to be a limited series. I didn't realize that there was maybe an intention to go into other seasons. I honestly was thinking that it was just a limited season, you know, series that was going to be airing and that was it. I didn't. Um, so I haven't watched it yet. So now I know going into it, um, when I do start watching the whole thing, I can, you know, not have the expectations for what may come the following season so yeah yeah well definitely if it's definitely a show that i recommend 
everyone, genre fans, not genre fans. I just tell everyone, if you're looking for a show, Watchmen's definitely one you want to want to catch up on and and, and make sure you add it to your rotation of shows. No, definitely. Yeah, yeah. wholeheartedly agree because this is coming from somebody who did not like the movies. Who is not? <laughs> I didn't read the um the comic. I didn't like the movie. But I absolutely love the show. Like it's something I would go back and rewatch, and I think it was perfectly done. Yeah, yeah. I tell my wife all the time, it's like you've got to watch Watchmen. You know, <laughs> one of those ones. I'm willing to do a rewatch with you. We have to watch it. But, uh, but yeah. Moving on to other things that happened this week, uh, we got our the first Morbius trailer. And yes. Yeah. So Veronica, <laughs> what, what what did you think about it? Oh, I was all for it because <clears throat> I'm very big on creepy and like uh, supernatural kind of stuff, you know, like especially if it has kind of like a, a creepy, gory kind of feel to it. Um, and that's like right up my alley <laughs> as far as like uh, when it comes to any kind of character that's going to have like a superpower. Um, so when I saw, like, I I don't know a lot about Morbius because I've never really been a huge Marvel fan. So I honestly, I like, I'd heard of it, but I never really paid much attention to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but just that initial, like, uh, trailer, I was like, oh, my God. I, I've watched a trailer several times already now because I'm, like, so into it. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really can't wait to learn more about it. I've, I actually started to like look it up to see what kind of the, you know, if, if I want to maybe invest in some of the comic books. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I am definitely looking forward to it. And I think Jared Leto, he's so good at creepy. He really yeah. is. Yeah, um, he is. He is. I know he has, has because of some of his antics and whatnot that's <laughs> left a bad taste in people's mouths but uh yeah 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 tasha what did you think about it i thought it was great like anything that's and the funny thing like i'm one of those people who's not particularly into scary but i love creepy and they're like he's basically a vampire he's a vampire and i'm like yeah. that's my man <laughs> like that's right <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> right there. I love that. So it was so I really loved it. It pulled me in in like the first couple of scenes from the trailer. And while I and same boat, I really don't know a lot about it, but I'm mm-hmm. very curious and looking forward to seeing more stuff as it gets released. Yeah, yeah. So I I too love the trailer. When I first heard about the Morbius movie, I had the same kind of feeling I had with what I heard they were doing Venom without Spider Man. Because this, because Morbius is a character from Spider-Man. I don't, again, like you both, I, the most of my knowledge, quite frankly, comes from the, the 1990s Spider-Man cartoon that was just, uh, it was super amazing. And, and it's, if you have Disney Plus, check it out because it's on there now. And so I, I knew Michael Morbius from that and the, the whole vampire backstory and, and the disease and trying to do cure and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I, I love the creepy. And the one thing that really just, like, blew me away was, and I'm sure it did the same for y'all, was when we saw Michael Keaton at the end. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. I was yeah. just going to say. I was like, yeah. whoa. <laughs> 
that I mean, definitely threw me for a loop. I was like, wait, 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 what? What's yeah, happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, wait a minute now. The, the Sony, now granted, this is this is Sony, so and, and not Disney. As of course we knew back in December, we had all the drama behind us, the, the back office drama with Disney and Sony and Marvel Studios and Feige walking away and 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 and, and everything about that. But they, they they came back together, and we have to remember. Spider-Man, even though he's been in the MCU films, he still is a Sony property. So, if they, if this is is indeed the Vulture, and is going to be crossing over into the MCU, even if it's just dipping this toe, I'm there for it. It's just, I, <laughs> it's like yes, this is this is like. The best ever if we could, if we do have that, and and of course it leads to the the Sinister Six, which uh, for Spider Man as far as his arch enemy. So you know, we we now have had Venom, we've had uh, Vulture, uh, and who else? Let's see, and then of course Mysterio in the last movie. So you know, at some point we're going to get Norman Osborn again. Some point uh, we'll maybe get Doctor Octavius, and 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 so. Yeah, I I'm so there. <laughs> See, I never got into the Spider-Man series, so I have no idea who you're talking about in any of those. <laughs> <laughs> but I can honestly say that, like, um, just the singular of just that movie, Morbius. I was like, okay, yeah, because I'm kind of um, MCU'd out right now, <laughs> <laughs> so. You know, I'm I'm ready to like move on to something different. But when I saw that one, I like Tasha said, if it's having to do with vampires and like, you know, that kind of like, uh, I guess you could say mythology or or uh, folklore or whatever you want to get, you know, whatever they're going to use for it, I'm I'm all about it. But when it comes to like, I don't know, the Black Widow trailer, I. Mm-mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, let's let's talk about that. So, you said you're you're MCU'd out. So, is yeah. is this? So, do you wish that this film? I don't think I've had a chance to. We've had a chance to talk to you about uh, no. this as far as Black Widow and is the timing right for this, or would have been better? Obviously, it would have been game. better if they had it come out back when she was first introduced in Iron Man. I mean, let's face it. Like, I would have loved having this movie back then but now like i'm just i'm done i'm tired i'm 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 ready to move on i'm ready to move forward i'm just i i'm kind of over scarlett johansson at this point now um uh yeah <laughs> so yeah, we're, we're not, i'm ready we're to uh, we're, sa- we're saving the oscars for later <laughs> yeah <laughs> right <laughs> yeah I'm, we're going to let that breathe a little bit before we talk about <laughs> Yeah, I'm just, I'm I'm over um, her, but I'm definitely MCU'd out right now. I, I really am. I'm kind of, it's just after Endgame, that I'm good. I am good. <laughs> okay. Tasha, what, what were your thoughts on the, the new Black Widow trailer? I totally agree. It's one of those situations, like, had this, if it's supposed to be in that time when they were on the run um, after signing the Accords, that whole, then that's when they should have released the movie. <laughs> like, that yeah. would have been the ideal time to release that movie mm-hmm. in between. It's like we had this perfect 
10 year span, this perfect art. <laughs> art yes. And now you're like, okay, well, we're going to go back to like 0.5 and put a 0.5, like right in between. Like it, it's not necessary. It's not something that I'm like, like, oh, if it, if, I, if it comes, it's one of those situations that's like, oh, if it comes to like Netflix and I'm bored, I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. But it's not something that I'd be like, oh, the way I would be like, oh, I'm going to go to the theater to go see Morbius. I don't run to the theater to go see this. They have a great cast and I'm sure it'll be a good movie because that's their standard. But it's not something yeah. that I feel like is needed now because everything feels so well wrapped. Mm-hmm that there's not really a point in going back to insert this. They had so many, you know, like they mm-hmm. keep, that character yeah. was worthy of a movie, but the movie should have happened before Endgame. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. exactly. That's that's a good point. I I I, I hear you both and I, I was I to, to be completely honest, I was I was there when I saw the first trailer. The second trailer took me from uh Curious, then now you got my attention, <laughs> and and so I I really think that I, I may actually go see this in the in the theater now. I, I think the second trailer did a better job, I think, of sort of really fleshing out that this is a continuation, as you mentioned, the Accords, and and seeing the red uh, red soldier, I. I, I Love anything that Harbor. Harbor, yeah, he does. David Harbor does. He is great, and and there's that. And the other thing that really drew me in this time that the first trailer didn't was seeing Taskmaster, and seeing how. I mean, other than that little quick glimpse before, and now seeing Taskmaster in action, really, again, as I said, it got me from curious to to to. Now you have my attention, so I, I I think I will probably go see this this film in the theater. I think the only interest <laughs> the only interest I had in Black Widow trailer two was uh, Rachel Weisz. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, for me it's, yeah. it's David Harbour and Rachel Weisz. It's like the cast and the actors, and you know that they're going to give you a good performance. Yes. is a bigger hold than yeah. actually going to see the movie for the sake of the movie, even though the character deserves the movie because of the timing of it. Yeah, that now it feels so like unnecessary and like superfluous. Like we didn't really need this at this point when everything else is basically wrapped. So it's like okay. But you know that you're gonna get something good, and that the actors are gonna bring their A games. So you're like, all right, I'll watch. Yeah, it. I don't need it, but I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and when it comes down to it, you know, Disney and the Marvel, it's all about making money. You know, that's yeah. the bottom line for them. Yeah. They got so rich off of Avengers that they're like, you know what? We don't want to stop this. We want to keep making money. So guess what? You know, they're trying to come out with more movies that you know that the the fans want to see and so that's what they're doing and it's like you know it's kind of this um annoyance for me that they're taking advantage of um a universe you know a marvel universe that is held to such high standards and now that stan lee is gone i almost feel like it's a sort of disrespect to just continue to make money off of his his passion. 
Mm. You know, and I, that's one of the things I think maybe too, why I'm so against all the other phases of what they're trying to come out with for Marvel is it's like this, this greediness that, you yeah. know, cause I'm such an anti-capitalist <laughs> that I'm, I'm kind of, that I'm kind of like, yeah, no man, like y'all yeah. are taking it to an extreme, but you know what? Hey, if it yeah. makes fans happy, I'm okay. <laughs> Yeah, I hear that. I hear your point. I think for me, it probably after Endgame, I think it probably would have been good to just let the franchise just rest for a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Give it a uh, little breather, man. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> after the after that epic film, yeah, I feel like oh man, we jump right into Spider you know, Spider Man Far From Home, and then now we're jumping into Black Widow. We have Eternals coming later this year. I just feel like it's, yeah. it's too much to at one point, but. Speaking of things, that, so speaking of watching <laughs> yes. and things that um, want to just hear your quick thoughts on uh, some shows that folks should should be checking out here in in twenty twenty. What what's on your what's on your watch list or uh, or, or something you've already started that I uh, would like to recommend to our to our listeners before we before we get to the main event. I am mm, really hard into the show Evil. And uh, the show Deputy that just aired on Fox, like those two shows are so far, Deputy, the first two episodes have been really interesting. Um, is, that, is that the uh, Stephen Dorff show? Yes. And okay. it has Bex Taylor Kloss in it. Um, I think hey. I said her name correctly. Uh, yeah, that that show is 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 really different because I was a little nervous about this whole like kind of um, like redneck sheriff, you know, on the law kind of thing. And it was really surprising the way they started the show addressing um, illegal immigration and how the sheriff's office doesn't want to participate in helping ICE you know, track down people. Mm. And it was, it caught my attention right away, <laughs> right away. And then they introduce um, Deputy Bishop and she is basically the bodyguard of the sheriff. And she's this little dynamite. And I'm just I'm so impressed with her. She is killing it on that show. So I definitely recommend, de- you know, watching Deputy. And as far as evil, I mean, anybody who's really into like, um, the paranormal or, um, you know, anything that has to do with, like, how religion can play into the paranormal and stuff, they they would totally, especially, too, because the other, it's like, a, the best way I can describe it is a paranormal uh, religious type um, X-Files, mm. you know, where you have Scully, who's, you know, she's the, um, the, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, the skeptic. And in this show, the doctor, the psychologist, she's the skeptic. And the religious guy is the believer. So it they really play well off each other. So both shows I definitely recommend. Cool, cool. Veronica, what about you? Natasha, what about you? Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, you know me with TV, I, I randomly, I'm so random and sporadic with my um, TV viewing that I think mostly I'm a Netflix person. So Annie with an E, really great show. Like it's complete now. So anybody who wants to watch something that's like, oh, full rap story, you don't have to worry about it getting canceled mid 
midway through. That's a great story. That's a great show to watch. And Good Girls is coming back, which you want a good comedy that's like family comedy kind of quirky craziness. That's a really good show to watch. <laughs> great. Yeah, for me, I, there's as far as new shows, I, I've been meaning to check out uh, Outsiders um, on uh, the new HBO, the Stephen King show that uh, just premiered this past week at Ben Middleton. Uh, but uh, haven't haven't done that because I was rewatching <laughs> parts one, two, and three of of Crisis to get to get ready for <laughs> for the, the finale here. So let's let's just jump right into it. So so Ooh. yeah. So oh boy, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm so gonna just to I'm reset. gonna be real honest with you guys. Disclaimer: I'm gonna be highly critical of this because. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. I, I won't. I, I won't. I won't brutal honesty. So, so let's. I just let's just reset real fast for for everyone. So last. So we we were uh, we ended episode three. Barry Allen from Earth flashed from Earth ninety uh, vanished. Basically stopped the antimatter the antimatter machine. Our heroes were desperately fighting very hard to uh, stop the antimatter wave from crossing the universe. Harbinger and everyone was on the wave rider. Uh, the, uh, she turned heel and took out, took out the monitor. And then, but in the last little desperate act, uh, sent seven of them, our seven paragons to, to the vanishing point, which is outside of, normal space and normal time and then of course earth one was destroyed and we we, and we have a time jump which actually i was i was very happy quite honestly to have that time jump at first back in december i was like damn it i want it now but we we do have a time jump and we see our heroes in various uh places of sanity Mm -hmm. and and, in the vanishing point and of course uh, one of the key things that did happen with the seven paragons, uh, Lex Luthor rewrote the Book of Destiny and replaced Kingdom Come Superman with himself. So, fast forward, <laughs> we are we are now at episode hour four, the Arrow Hour. And Tasha, what were your overall impressions of the Crisis finale? And then we'll we'll get a deep dive into some of the some of the things uh, about hour four and hour five after your overall just general thoughts about it. Huh. I don't even really know how to <laughs> <laughs> really express it was hmm. <laughs> okay. Hour four. I liked hour four as an Oliver story. Not necessarily as an overall crisis story. Mm. And I feel like in in a lot of ways, like the 100th episode for um, the crossover, how it was an Arrow story that made sense for Arrow didn't necessarily work perfectly into the overall crisis. Like the overall crossover, this felt kind of the same thing because they were like hitting so many points they're in the speed force, but they're hitting so many points and that relate to Oliver specifically that it kind of felt off, but I feel like it was I mean, in the comic, time and space get shattered. 
So I feel like them hitting all these weird points in Oliver's history was kind of their version of time and space being shattered. So that I was okay with. Hour five, the yo-yo of like emotional states, like they're sad, Oliver died. Then they're laughing and taking selfies with Bebo. And then they're sad. And then they're celebrating that they beat the bad guy. And then they're sad again. (laughs) I was just like, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be getting out of the Legends Hour right now. But I'm guessing that's just the way Legends always is. So yeah, I I don't really know how to feel about it. Like it had, there were moments. And I feel like maybe it's because I went into this entire crossover looking for a decent arc for Oliver and moments. Like I I went into this not really expecting, I I mean, I know the comic story. So I'm like, okay, they're going to do their own version of it. That's fine, whatever. So the major beats, they hit them. The ending, it was what I what I expected. So I was just like, all right, this is fine. It's it's serviceable. Mm. That's fine for me. Yeah, Veronica, what are your what are your overall impressions of the the final two hours of the crossover? Mm, I was disappointed, to be honest. I I was really disappointed in a lot of aspects of part or hour four part four um hour five was was very uh very much a legends episode so i was expecting a lot of the quirky um but just overall uh it it left me with a lot more questions than anything else Mm. and i'm still very like i mean i know i don't really watch all the other shows like Flash or Supergirl anymore. So I'm sure that they're probably going to answer those questions that I have in their next, you know, few episodes that they air now. Um, but... so let's, let, well, let's, let's jump into some of your questions. Uh, and I'll, 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 I will say that just for, for me, I actually enjoyed Hour 4. I, and, and also... <laughs> the, the yeah, I wonder why, Will. <laughs> I, I know it was a lot of Barry. I know it was. It Oliver's was a Barry centric episode, and it's an Arrow. It was an Arrow hour, but it was Barry centric. Well, see, <laughs> well, see I, I I like the way that they use the the Speed Force as as a anchor to basically mm-hmm. protect our our heroes because it and this really builds on the 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 mythos of the comics and some of the things that they're doing recently and and, and granted. Yes, I know. I, I read the comics, so uh, I think you don't really want outside material. Your story should be able to to, to, to hold up without having to go to outside sources. True. But that being said, given even in this Arrowverse construct of the Speed Force, it made sense for, at least to me, that the heroes and Oliver as Spectre pulled them in... Uh, into the speed force to basically be able to do the reset as, as Tasha noted with, since it does exist outside of normal space and normal time. So from that standpoint, I, I, I liked that aspect of the story. And the mm-hmm. other thing that I did, I, I, I liked as Tasha noted was it did do a good job of basically adapting the overarching arc of the, of the comic bringing it down to scale in, in a TV show with a TV show budget. <laughs> so, Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so 
I, you know, so I, 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 I have to say, I thought that hour four was some of the, was at least for me, was some of the finer hours of the errors. I, I really got, a, I really, really enjoyed that that hour. But I could see where many folks found could find it lacking, and uh, I, I know one one of the things that um, you know, Spectre keeping memories using memories to keep each person alive that to, to, that gets into <laughs> Oliver's Oliver's growth and 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 I'm gonna kick it to you Veronica first what do you, how did you like them using very key points in, in Oliver's life in this pretty much another I guess finale part two <laughs> of Arrow yeah before we finale finale um you know I, I I was okay with it. I wasn't upset with it. Um, I think the only one that really I connected with as far as memories is where he's talking to Ray and Kate's there because Kate is like Oliver Queen a lot when he first came in, say, you know, seasons one through say four. And she's got this, like, I'm going to do it all on my own kind of thing. And so her watching, like, the interaction between Ray and Oliver, knowing that they're actually friends now, and she was like, okay, I get it. Like, I can't keep pushing people away. I thought that was great because that really, for me, that, like, really meshed well. Um, The, I don't know, I wasn't, when when they, uh, when John went and he uh, talked to Kara and Oliver, from you know else worlds and he's that i don't know all the thing with barry and the speed force that was more of like an explanation so i was okay with that or whatever but just overall i was like i just i wanted i wanted more arrow characters i wanted more from you know to see more of of john diggle and and more of laurel lance and more of you know the characters that are gonna that basically are ending the show and right. I didn't really get that. It was kind of like lacking for me, especially yeah. because it is an Arrow episode. True, true. But they kind of, unfortunately, they were put on the shelf as far as yeah, yeah. Being, yeah. Uh, the back like, Arrow like one. Like so, kind of, uh, so, and 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 that's one of the things. And, and, and Tasha, maybe you can maybe you can answer answer this. One of the big things over. You know, to your point, Veronica, is how these shows, even though they were the quote-unquote Arrow Hour or the Black, uh, well, Black Lightning didn't have their standalone hour, but they did have their two and a half. But you know, Black Batwoman Hour, other character stories were more developed in in those quote-unquote hours. Do Do you think that was a disservice to to basically use the vanishing point and and have these paragons? sort of be the, the 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 figure points in in the crisis would have been better if just like in the comic everybody still had a role and people weren't put on the shelf to service the story to, to focus it on seven key characters yeah i okay so this like what what she was saying it kind of put them in a box like you can't use the arrow characters in the arrow hour because the idea was that uh, was that Spectre Oliver is tethering specifically the Paragons. 
So they needed to use mo- key moments with the paragons. So, like I said, I felt like the hour worked for Oliver's arc. And because all season, Oliver has basically been saying goodbye to people from his past and to the and to his specific show's characters. So it was like in this crossover. Now he's saying goodbye to in the hour the Arrow Hour, he was saying goodbye to all the other characters from the other shows, not just his show. So, in that sense, it works, but I totally understand everybody who's like, okay, it would have been nice if we spent more time with um, Dinah and Renee and Laurel and Diggle. And that makes total sense, because for me, out of all of the little moments that he had with these characters, you know, I feel like I totally agree. The one with Kate and um, Oliver and Ray was probably the strongest. I like the one with Kara, but the one with Laurel and Sarah and um, Dig, that one was the one that I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Like Oliver isn't in this scene at all. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. All of the other ones and he isn't in this scene at all. So I'm like, for him to be tethering them, he should be he should be in that scene with Laurel and Sarah as the person who's tethering it and then Barry show up. So because he wasn't there, I was like, this is dumb. This doesn't, this doesn't fit with everything else that you've, that you've done in all of the other memories. I I I feel like that was a setup for, for Green Arrow and Canaries is what I felt. You know what I mean? I felt like that was a, a, a nice, yeah, it was just a little plug. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it it was, and I I I I I agree that to me that one was the the most non sequitur ones of the uh, paragons as far as as for that moment because you're right the others really did establish key moments in Oliver's growth and really mm-hmm. this episode even though this this was the Arrow Hour and people like like Felicity and and Diana and and other other members from OTA and UTA weren't present. Those moments, you know, leading up to the finale with Oliver Spectre confronting the uh, confronting the Anti Monitor, I think it, it, you know, it clearly made it made sense, and that's why he was able to to die in peace. Mm-hmm. And I guess that that's why he was like dying is the easy part because and and he did he he basically acknowledged and looking up and seeing the new universe that he created as as the Spectre and with the reboot and the reset he 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 he, he, he the, Oliver finally was at peace and and it does make sense when you go back to the first hour when he was killed in the Supergirl hour Monitor said it wasn't supposed to happen this way. And so when you fast forward it to the current hour, it, 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 it I, I understand why they, they, they structured Oliver's death the way that they did. Yeah. Right. Honestly, right. Oliver Queen dying, creating a universe is like the most meta thing you've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oliver yes. literally yeah. created the Arrowverse. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I guess that was a parallel they're going for, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. It was. It, it, it was. It's so meta, and 
and and that's uh, you know I hadn't really thought about that until until just now that 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 is the most fitting way for him to go. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, so I I, I, I like that. So uh, the, of course the, the other uh, the other part that I felt was uh, very strong story and, and sort of off ramp into the future was Lex and Kara when they were on Maltus. Uh, oh yeah. I. I yeah, again, you know, she's the character of hope, and 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 he, you know, even at at his core. Speaking of universe building, Lex is is all about Lex, and mm-hmm. and I and I loved how they used that hour to show again how Lex is all about Lex, Kara, and her distrust, and so, and basically. You know, setting up hour five when and when we have the reset, and how she is now having to work for Lex Luthor, and he is he is the ultimate good guy, and Lex basically created the the universe that he that he wanted in, in this reset. So I, I really liked I, I really liked that moment, but I say this the, the best one to last, and you know which one. I'm talking about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Holy shit! I that's what I said. That, that was my reaction. I honestly screamed. I was like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!" I couldn't believe it. I was like, "This is actually really cool." Like for me, I think Grant Gustin, as much as I don't like Barry Grace on the nerves, like Grant Gustin is the Flash. Like that's the character, and I I enjoy him better as that you know, the actor for that role than I, and I think maybe, you know, poor Ezra, like, I feel like it was kind of painted for me because just generally I didn't love the movie and the costume, just the whole thing. (laughs) But (laughs) it was still really, really, really cool to see the two of them together. Yeah, yeah. You know, it sucked for me because right as Right when Barry arrives in the lab and he stands up and he's like, whoa, that's when CW cut out for me. It went off air. And it was off air for like, um, I think it was like two or three minutes, right? It went to commercial, real random. And I was like, what the hell? It comes back. And all of a sudden, I'm looking at, I think I was looking at Lex when he like, Mm-hmm. What does he do? He does, he shoots Kara, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Right? Yep. With his, yeah. his, suddenly he has powers. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, wait a second. What did I miss that he suddenly has power? Then all of a sudden, black. The screen is black. And oh. we, there I am trying to check all the channels. So yeah, so, I missed out on that. But today I got to watch it and I was like, oh, because, <laughs> you know, everybody, <laughs> it got spoiled for me. So I knew. Right. Like, I already knew it happened. I knew there was Ezra Miller. But that was, honestly, I thought that was a pretty cool little, you know, yeah. um, add-in. I really, I enjoyed that. I thought that was pretty sweet, the way they played off each other. That, that was. And, and kudos to Warner Brothers and the, the, and the crew of The Flash for, for <laughs> not spoiling this. I mean, this was yeah. like, I mean, the closest thing I could think in recent memory where something wasn't spoiled as far as pop culture is... Baby Yoda and the Mandalorian. That, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's as far as recent memory because every everything is folded these days. Mm-hmm. But the, 
But the simple fact that they were able to get him to Vancouver, film the scene, and not it, you know, you know, Canada graphs or nobody called it. Not even the cast knew. even from the crossover, like all the other um, stars, like Brandon Routh and Melissa, all of them were like, "Oh my God, how did you guys do this? We didn't know. Nobody knew." And a, yeah, and, and I, I guess apparently W Warner Brothers was the was behind this, and they called yeah, they Guggenheim up. up and and made it happen. And, and 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 getting back in story, there were a couple. I know some some folks were like, "Oh, it's just fan service, blah blah blah," but I mean, there are a couple. There were two things that stood out to me that that Ezra's Flash said. Uh, one, Victor, I told Victor this was possible. And the reason why I bring that up is because it, 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 at least in the Justice League universe, that version of Barry Allen realized that there's a possibility for multiverses. Mm-hmm. So, so for me, that was a, a very key line that basically it was an in-story line that basically WB, you know, in real world, breaking down the, the final, the firewalls between the DC TV and the DCEU. But that was a good in-story way of, of addressing that. And then, of course, obviously, the uh, when Grant Gustenberry gets, gets his name. Yeah, that, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. really cool because it's like they, you know, for so long they've been against having any, having that kind of crossover, having the stories, you know, meld in that way, which is ridiculous because we're all smart <laughs> enough to understand the difference between the two. Right, right. <laughs> and this was like a great, and you know, it kind of works because after the whole disaster, those movies, um, <laughs> they have an opportunity. He's still trying to push forward his flash movie. And this is an opportunity yeah. to like, okay, you can bring in your, you know, whoever was already going to see it. You're going to bring in more of the, you know, the TV f- fans. Cause everybody's going to want to be like, okay, I wonder if this is going to be any way, shape, or form ref- reference, even if it's a th- throwaway line in the movie. Right, right. Or even having or having Grant show up or some other other actors from the TV shows. I mean, it really does, if they want to go the Marvel route, allow them, for them to do that. And also, uh, I think Anthony Machete had the news of the last couple of weeks. They did mention that the Flash movie is going to be Flashpoint. Flashpoint. So... This again, having this tip of the hat and breaking down the wall in the television universe, it gives them a creative way, story-wise, now to be able to do a flashpoint story and and reset not only reset everything in in, in this new multiverse that crisis our crisis has has opened up because obviously you had the Matt Reeves Batman, so this is another way you can you can tell tell the, the a younger Batman story just by using the television universe to help set it up. So I, I think it was just genius for them to do it this way. Any Anything else from hour four before we move to hour five? <laughs> I, mean, I was a little as... upset about the fact that um, Mark Guggenheim in his little crisis aftermath show that he did with uh, Kevin Smith, he talks about that we were going to get like a full story about Mar uh, Novu, mm-hmm. I didn't get much. He got like a minute, yeah, or less than. 
and I was really disappointed because I was expecting something a little bit more intriguing than, um, you know, his wife is the monitor and he just happens to be a scientist, like testing things out. And then he becomes the monitor. Like, mm, I don't know. I, I was wanting something more and it didn't really answer a whole lot of questions. Like, I, I guess because I know of the character mm-hmm. and, and because I love Harbinger. And then she just wasn't even in there because Harbinger is the reason that she's able to get everybody together. Like she, she in the comics. Right. So I, yeah, I was a little annoyed. I was, I was hoping for something more and he, he really didn't, he did not do it justice. It would have been nice if we would have even had like a a flashback to doing Lila or him saving Lila. That would have, you know, rounded out that story so that mm-hmm. even if she didn't appear anymore until, you know, the last couple of seconds of Legends, it would have been yes. fine. Yeah. And like, exactly. And it also kind of felt like they stole Pariah's story. Yes, that's what I was thinking. And gave Pariah's story to the monitor. Because I'm like, yep. isn't that the over-monitor who creates the monitor and the anti-monitor and the positive and negative map? So, like, where did you come from? <laughs> like, what's happening yeah. here? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Then what is what is Pariah's purpose? Like, you didn't you just unleashed him and that's it. Like, you're supposed to be. It was yeah. It was that part was um underwhelming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and like when we go into hour five, I mean, he, Nash is Nash. Like, he's not Pariah. You know what I mean? He's just this character who happens to have a fancy gizmo and saying, "Oh, there's still antimatter." Right. I, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, well, yeah, he's still Nash. He, he, he's, he's, and in a comic, if I recall, I mean, Pariah basically still was able to, uh, the, the, to have that same kind of role. But, um, uh, yeah, it just, I wish they had, he, he, you know, he, he should have, even though the Paragons sh- should have kept memories of what happened, he should have kept memories of what happened too without John mm-hmm. having to, like, confuse it to him. Mm-hmm. Part of his and wasn't like part of his thing was even after the crisis he was going around trying to to other universes trying to or other worlds trying to help clean up the mess that he made in the first place. Correct. So that would have been a good way to be like at least for um for him to say okay well I made this mess and I need to also help clean it up. Yeah, yeah. That that would have been. That I think that would have worked better instead of just him going back to Nashville's and sir, yeah, and he, I mean, I guess he once John did give him the memories back, he did play that role a little bit with the, uh, with the uh, you know antimatter detection device, but yeah, I think it would have been a better route, like you said, to go up the route that the comic book went. Yeah, for sure, um, because I mean I don't know, like, granted, when it comes to the Legends of Tomorrow episode like like i said the the quirkiness of it all totally fit it it, i'm a huge legends fan so it totally made sense for me um but a lot of like i i would have liked a little bit more of of pariah's oh you know what we've got to fix this this is what we have to do Mm -hmm. and all he did was show his arm and look you know i mean it just i don't know um when when they introduced us to the fifth hour um 
in the very beginning when they start talking about everything going on, like, okay, so Supergirl's back. She's realizing we're all, on, you know, they're all on the same earth. Went right back to what I said about the first hour of Crisis, that if you aren't a comic book fan, they're not going to know who a lot of these, you know, surprise characters are or surprise actors. So having Marv Wolfman oh, asking lovely. for their autograph, like for us who know, that was yeah. awesome. Yeah. That was, yeah. Like, again, yeah. for those who didn't know, they're going, who's this old man? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For us, it was like, oh, that's a family moment. That's really cute. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody knows. So it was, I don't know. And they went right back to it. But then, you know, I, at this point, by the time we got to the fifth hour, I was I, I gave up. I gave up live tweeting. I I, I just sat back and watched. <laughs> you know? I was like, yeah. because I just wanted so much more. And I loved the introduction of Bebo. And I loved how cute Ray was with, let's take a selfie, because that's so Ray. That's so Ray. So yeah, Legends. Yeah. I don't watch Legends, um, but, I, yeah, but that's, that's so that's Yeah, so and... And one of the things I love about Ray is how, like, super dorky cute he is, you know? And I love that. But that guy who is robbing the bank, like, that just, that didn't need to be in the story. I'm sorry. Like, Well, I guess the, 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 the Sargon, basically the Sargon, the Sorcerer, I mean, again, that's, well, it's a couple tie-ins. One, I think it could tie into to Stargirl because Sargon... At least the original Sargon was a JSA Justice Society character, and, mm, and, and he was okay. so so. And, and of course, Legends did have the their you know they had the Justice Society. And I think it was of Legends, yes. if I recall. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there's that connection. So Sarg at first when I was like, oh, what? You know, so and and also again, it's helping to established that this earth prime is you know like like weather girl wizards yeah daughter you know you know when a barry and Kara, it's like oh that's my bad that's one of mine so it was really helping to establish the 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 vil- their respective villains establishing that hey we, this this new earth prime is is here and it, it and and sort of helping i guess explained what the paragons were, were dealing with when they were even themselves trying to come to terms with what just happened you know for me i think a great way to make up for the whole pariahness would have been to have reverse flash be the person that supergirl came across first one because he said see you in the next crisis mm-hmm. yes he would have had yeah. the same situation of her being like why are you on my earth? Mm-hmm. And then have Barry show up and they have that fight. It would have closed that would have been smart. That would have yeah. dropped before. It would have explained away why we didn't have Pariah still there. And we could have, I and yeah, they want to have Bebo, but we could have done without um, <laughs> weather. <laughs> yeah. Weather way yeah. and that character and replaced it with reverse flash. That would have been a far more fulfilling way to have the story and the actors that we had. It's like you're bringing in two random actors when you already have the actor and he's sitting on that you're paying that's 
basically lying on a table and getting yelled at by my yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. True. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I they they really um I read in that interview, Will, that you posted with Mark Guggenheim and he made it very clear that they want they thought they were gonna have enough time to fit in everything that they wanted to and they didn't and all five hours everything was so rushed so rushed um a lot of characters didn't have a chance to be known by non-comic fans Mm -hmm. and i think that was a huge disservice to fans of the tv shows because you don't have to be a comic fan to like these shows but for anybody who has never read the comics watching this whole crisis so many people were really lost and really confused and I thought maybe it would get better with these last two hours, and it really didn't because it left a lot of people wanting. And Black Lightning fans were disappointed because Jefferson wasn't really a part of anything until the very end, you know. And I get it, like they probably could only have him do so much, but I just, yeah, yeah, about... uh, you know, yeah, like, you I, could I, see I... you could see the filming that like this was scheduling and filming because like he, him and um Killer. <laughs> Uh, Killer Frost and um, Heat Wave are just randomly fighting. Yeah, that yeah. 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 in Star Labs, and everybody yeah. else. Is like, and I'm like, are these the only two places that the Shadow Demon <laughs> exactly. exactly. Like, these are the, all the souls from every dead world, and it's only two spots. They decided we're gonna fight right here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, okay. We're stuck. Right. This is all we can do. You're, you guys are going to have to take it and like it because we can't do anything else. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Well, what, one of the things I would definitely want us to touch on from the fifth hour to you is how, how Sarah Lance treated Oliver's passing and, 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 and Diggle. Uh, mm-hmm. And Diggle's just very distraught feeling like I let my brother down. I know Sarah Belmont, our host, was whenever the scene from Arrow, when we, we talked about it before, she thought that was very cheesy and just didn't really work. I, I, I felt the opposite, but I wanted to get your thoughts as far as which, how you felt Diggle's reaction to Oliver and, and, and Sarah's, just Sarah Lance's thoughts. He's not gone. He's not gone. We got to find him. We got to find him. Um, did you think, John, did you think, John's what? reaction for me was actually one of the first times ever in any of the shows that I actually got teary-eyed over watching him cry, like straight up. I, I didn't think that was going to happen because, you know, I, I don't really cry at the TV shows that I watch. And so when I saw his tear, I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, I, I get his reaction. Like, I get it because... He's one of the originals with Oliver. I mean, literally, it was him and Oliver in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I, I liked that they allowed him to show his vulnerability, his sadness, his, you know, um, shock in losing his brother and not being able to have done anything to try to stop it. So I, not so much that I thought it was cheesy, um, I personally, I liked it. I liked them being able to give us that little moment with him. And then with Sarah, 
um, I can understand like the the feeling that she gets that the, he's the last person alive that or he was the last person alive who really knew her before her life now. Um, the lines were a little cheesy that they had her say, but I I, I kind of understood where she was coming from. Tasha. Um, okay. First, I want to say that I what I one of the things I really appreciated about this crossover in general was um, besides Oliver's arc was Sarah's mm. because she did technically start this with Oliver, like on the gambit they started this, and I love that she got to finally be in that leadership role. She deserved it. She's earned it. She's trained for it. So I really like that as far as yeah. um, her grief. That made total sense to me. It it's it's on brand that somebody that she's had this connection to, even if it's somebody she didn't see, like she was back in in last yeah. season and she didn't even see him, but that's still, you know, that person that you don't have to talk to him for an entire year. And when you do, it's like yeah. it was yesterday. So that's yeah. her, he was that connection for her. So I totally understood that. Yeah, and, and for, I yeah, and that's a good. It was also a good connection back to I think our two or whenever they went after uh, Jonathan Kent uh, from the earlier in the crossover. Whenever yeah. she counted old old Oliver on camera with Oliver. Text, yeah, yeah. And for Dig, like to me, that made perfect sense. Dig has been since episode one of this season he's just been so adamant like no my brother's not dying he's not dying I'm not letting it happen I don't accept it and it's like even though in 807 he said okay I kind of get that there's going to be a point that you're going to have to that I can't hold on to you because you're going to have to go that far alone he thought he would at least be there for Oliver's last moment so him not being there especially like he already lost a brother with Andy. Now he's going to lose another one, and it, he's not there. So mm-hmm. him having that reaction is is made perfect sense to me. Like that's that's the reaction Dig would have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. He, he would like he was literally Oliver's bodyguard. He's always been at his back, always been there to make sure. Like, okay, I'm going to make sure you don't go off the rails today. That's my job. I, you know, you save the city and I save you. That's that's him. So that reaction made total sense to me. Yeah, yeah. And and also think that reaction and also just look thinking thinking ahead, looking at some of the trailers coming up for six B of the Flash, for example, I'll Diggle and Barry having conversations about Oliver's death, which it seems to me no no matter what they do in eight ten, the Oliver Queen that we, we, we know was lost during this cross during the, was definitively lost during this crossover event. I don't think there there there's uh, you know, basically, I think eight eight ten is going to be Oliver and Felicity reunited in Valhalla <laughs> after well, <laughs> right. well, well done, thou good and faithful servant, and, and here's your right. best stuff. And, but I, I and, and I think that 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 would be very, I would be very satisfied with that finale. He 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 met, as I said earlier, he met his his end, a heroic end, about recreating creating the universe, and and. Speaking of that, what are your thoughts as far as moving forward? Uh, we do we see the formation of a, of a Justice League or Super Friends. Well, I'll just say Super Friends because we got Gleek, and so the Wonder Twins are going to show up at some point in the future. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, well, I didn't know who Gleek was because I didn't watch the cartoons. <laughs> so I was like, what the? All yeah. I know Gleek is somebody who liked Glee, you know? <laughs> I was like, like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I, watched, yeah. I watched the cartoons. So when I saw it, I went, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. No way. <laughs> I'm so much older than you guys. <laughs> And honestly, it's my older sister. She she's like significantly older than me. But when I was little, she'd watch them, and she's like, "All right, come sit here with me and watch it." So when I saw it, I was like, I instantly knew, like, "Oh wow!" Doing this. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I you know, like I said, I'm just waiting for the Wonder Twins now. So <laughs> the next, next crossover. Well, I okay. So I. I have to say that the way that Barry set up to have the Justice League, so to speak, um, I thought that was pretty awesome. And to have a um, memorial with an eternal flame right there for Oliver, I thought that was pretty cool. I, I like the idea that from now on, that instead of, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if we're going to have any more crossovers like this. Um, but I think it's kind of neat to be able to now have the shows come together in one earth so that they can fight together. And mm-hmm. so you don't have to spend time on this huge, massive crossover. Now you can just have, a you know, Supergirl visit Batwoman and Flash goes and helps out Legends or, you know, whatever. Um, uh so, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, I don't, it's hard for me to, to imagine what's going to come because I, I don't really, I'm not into Flash and I'm not into Supergirl, but I do watch Black Lightning and I do watch Legends and I watch Batwoman. So, I mean, I don't know. I, yeah. So we'll see you, what, what happens. <laughs> yeah. So, so Tasha, what do you think? So we have 809 next week as far as Arrow, we, it's backdoor pilot. Uh, what do you think we're going to see uh, with, with with that series? Uh, it seems I, that I'm going to say like, well, based on the promo, I'm it look Mia's going to get her memories back. I'm hoping William also gets his memories back because if it's just her, I'm going to be super, super, super angry. He deserves to have those memories with his father. They both do because I feel like you know I'm not a big fan of. They already went back and changed things, which, yes, I wanted the world to be better. Like, I didn't want Oliver to die and it having been for nothing because his kids are growing up in this horrible city. So I'm glad that they, you know, this new world, the future has changed and better for them. But they needed to have, they need to also keep those memories because that, you know, it's not just, you know, him getting, um, him getting closure. It's also a lot of growth that they got by bonding with him. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's really that's really important. So it should be interesting to see how that storyline goes forward for them. And yeah. then in the finale, yeah, I, I've been saying that I feel like it's just going to be like the memorial service. Everyone's there. And then they have little flashes of moments that people had with him that were meaningful. And then, you know, at the end, you see Oliver and he's... I tweeted it earlier today but i noticed that when the supergirl episode opened it was the monitor giving this big message about how you know the universe was born mm-hmm. and the crossover ended with oliver giving that speech yep. i'm like oliver's out there 
Yeah. They don't have a body. Yeah. He's out there in the ether. He's just floating around someplace. Yeah. <laughs> watching over everything. And yeah. based on, you know, what they've said in interviews, I'm like, he's just going to be there. And then it's going to be like, okay, Felicity's ready to get her husband back now. And then poof, the two of them, you're just going to see the two of them together. They're just together now. Yeah. yeah. In some pocket dimension, someplace. Someplace else, <laughs> just reunited and like, okay, we're done saving everybody. You guys can go save the world now. We're taking a vacation. We're done. With this. We're an, an alternate Ivy Town. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, Veronica, Veronica, I know you watch both uh, Black Lightning and, and Batwoman. So, what do you think is going to what we're going to see uh, post crisis with those two respective shows? <laughs> I'm gonna. I swear, I'm. I'm already picturing Jefferson going back and saying, man, I had the weirdest trip. <laughs> like, yeah, actually, he says it in the promo. <laughs> like, I had a total trip. I'm not even sure what I took. <laughs> Was it green light? I don't know. Um, you know, you know, I'm curious to see what's going to happen because of how Jennifer, yeah. she even got a chance to know that there is alternate uh, worlds out there. And right. so I want to see how they're going to come together and I'm, I'm still kind of on the fence about this whole, like, occupation of Freeland, mm-hmm. you know, and what's happening there. So there's a lot to cover for them. But I, I'm, I'm looking for something that, you know, where Black Lightning finally can feel like, hey, you know what? I'm not alone here. Like, it's not just yeah. me and my daughters fighting these evil forces. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's other good people out there and people I know will back me up. Yeah, so I, I want to see how that's going to come into play. That's a very good point, and I think that's one of the better, one of the good outcomes. Because I know they were very resistant to ha- having Black Lightning in the Arrowverse, but I yeah. think, but your point there is is spot on that he knows now that there is a much larger world of, of superheroes and people like him, so he can he can he can lean on whenever he's having issues with Tobias. Exactly, and then as for um, Kate, I definitely am thinking that this whole experience is going to show her that like she needs to let um fox in she needs to let him be there for her more than he is mm-hmm. you know because she's so she's so adverse to his being a part of her mission at this point um and i'm i'm hoping that when she goes you know when we see her go back She's going to look at him and be like, okay, you're my teammate and we're going to do this together. Like she's going to start slowly opening up um, because she got to see what happened with Oliver and she got to realize like, you know, look at what he accomplished. And it was because because he he let, yeah, exactly. He let people in. Yeah. And and also her stepsister, I think is also, (laughs) that's going to change their relationship. Because you know she mm-hmm. has had her very arm's length as far as far as her being Batwoman, so right. I think it, I think the events of Crisis is going to change their relationship. Given that, assuming that her her stepmother is still dead in the, <laughs> in the Earth, new Earth Prime, uh, yeah. I think that could have some impacts on on that story. I wouldn't like, be surprised seeing if the she... bond. What's that? Yeah. Seeing the bond between um, Kara and Alex the fact that they're sisters they work together they you know they know she knows her identity and mm-hmm. they make yeah. it work like that should be the same way um oliver with ray 
helps her. That should also be a thing to the, like, you can have people in your life and you can yep. learn from them and you can help them and they can help you. And yep. it'll make you a better hero, not a lesser one, because you have those, those connections. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. She it's needs been... to. She needs to let people in because she's not going to be able to do that alone. Yeah, yeah. I tell you, for me, two shows that, as far as post crisis, uh, what this post crisis might get me back into Supergirl, because with Lex Luthor being the good guy and Nobel Prize winner and Kara's boss, and whether or not he has, still has the superpowers or not from. From his experience in as a paragon, you know, those <laughs> that alone, and plus, just John, John, I have to say, John Cryer is killing it as Lex Luthor. I he he, I know before I, my Lex Luthor was Gene Hackman. Now it's now it's John Cryer. I mean, he he is just killing it as that character. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. And apparently, I think Lena st- does know that Earth 38 existed. So so she's still holding on to that how she you know, how they betrayed her and then and then yeah, the, yeah and then, and as far as the flash looking at the trailer uh it it seems that they're going to be adapting the the black hole um line from from the recent comic in the rebirth as big as far as the 6b because i they finally got a yeah caught on to the fact that you don't need a season-long big bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so looking at the trailer, it, it, it definitely seems that the Black Hole was an organized crime terrorist group that basically was able to tap into the Speed Force to create weapons and stuff. And there's a really, in the trailer, Tease, Iris looks like she's going bad, but actually in the comic, she actually was working undercover to find out more about this organization. So, uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing that being adapted because there's, especially given that the Flash has been renewed for season seven and uh you know with with this new crossover the post-crisis world we 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 we, we do we did see superman at the table at the justice league so mm-hmm. again that opened you know, <laughs> saw another piece of news this the show was going straight to straight from series order for superman and lewis uh, which uh <laughs> i know veronica i know you i know you're not a big fan of uh, <laughs> there's so many reasons why <laughs> yeah. yeah one of well, the big reasons is you know i like uh tyler just fine i think he's um a good actor and i think that you know he can be quirky and fun and do a clark kent that maybe you know we haven't seen before but uh, um i can't see him as superman i just can't like I, my image of superman and i'm sorry to say is is always going to be somebody like Christopher Reeves and Brandon Ralph. Um, Henry Cavill, I'm I'm not a huge fan of Henry personally, like as far as the actor, but he did a pretty good job too as Superman. But Tyler, he just seems like such a pipsqueak next to what I have in my head. And I'm not a huge fan of, of, uh, you know, the actress, Elizabeth, what's her name? Elizabeth Tullock, who plays Lois. I'm not a huge fan of that Lois. And I don't like their chemistry. They, oh my they... god! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that was like I, I believed um, Marnovu and Zanine 
more as a married couple. <laughs> and I did Lois and Clark, and I'm like, this is so problematic because they had like one scene, but I believed that scene. Like them, yes. their banter, them interacting on just talking, that felt like, okay, this is a married couple. I believe yes. it. Lois and Clark, when she was with Brandon Rouse Superman, I was like, yep. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I felt it. I'm like, this feels right. With yes. her Clark, there's just nothing. I don't feel a single thing. I don't, it just doesn't seem believable. Even on the phone, I'm just like, why is there just no spark between these two that I'm supposed to see? So I'm like, this is supposed to carry a show for the next seven years. I, you know. I, yeah, no. <laughs> Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of of shows for possibly seven year runs, uh, did the brief glimpse on Earth, the new Earth two uh, of Starkrill and the trailer that uh, was released this week, sort of ex- ex- expanding on the fact that this was a new JSA Justice Society, has that changed your impressions? I know we talked about it some on the on our prior show. Uh, not really feeling it for for Stargirl, but uh, it, are you still in that place, or have you has the needle moved? Uh, I may give it a try. No, I'm I'm still not interested in Stargirl at all. What about you, Tasha? Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I don't. I feel like they the cast that they have should probably be able to pull off the show, but I'm just not. A, I don't feel like it's a show that I need to watch. Like I, I'm honestly, and this is way more interested in watching a legacy show with Mia than I am of watching Stargirl, which is weird because as much as the majority of the Arrow fandom loves Arrow, at least we have some connection to this character. I just don't feel the need. I'm actually kind of superheroed out as it is mm-hmm. with yeah. the CW shows. So it's like if at least with um, Star City 2040, you've already made me invested in these characters. So for me to say, I'm gonna, I'll, you know, we've, we've yeah. spent the last Correct. season with them. So if you're going to do a show with them, then I'll pop in and watch that show over watching a brand new show where a brand new set of characters that I have to get invested in. I just don't, I don't need it. We've, we have so many. I'm barely watching the majority of the Arrowverse now. Yeah. 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 Fair point. Yeah. Fair point. Yeah. Yeah. Fair point. And, and, and last, before we, before we, before we wrap up, uh, we have the Green Lantern show that's going to be on HBO Max. Looks yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> which, uh, which is very exciting news. Of course, mm-hmm. the the crisis uh, estab- helped establish what Earths are. Our, our the scene and Earth podcast probably favorite DC show other than Krypton and the CW ones, it, Doom Patrol, which again can't recommend it enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know they're on Earth nineteen. Uh, Earth 19, and then of course Titans on Earth 9, and then and speaking of Brandon Ralph, I have to say, finally he had his moment, and I'm yes. so that yeah. ending with him yes. was just the, the perfect <laughs> fitting perfect. in to uh-huh. to the cross to the crossover. I was clapping so loudly with that. I was like, yes, <laughs> and I love the <laughs> way he looked into the camera. That. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just yeah. a smile and a wink like you thought yes. you were done yep. with me but I'm so here I go <laughs> oh, oh, alright guys well well, this was this was a lot of fun um, it was fun 
talking with you guys about the the crisis. Uh, any any last thoughts before we before we close for the evening? <laughs> oh, I, I, I can I can cover a lot of last thoughts, but <laughs> <laughs> because I, was, well, it, I wanted a lot more. But I will say that overall, even though it wasn't um, my favorite, it wasn't completely horrible. The Crisis on Infinite Earths, um, and I can appreciate what they were trying to do, and I thank them for introducing some of my favorite old school characters to people who may not have ever known them. And I am hoping <laughs> that we get a better last two arrow episodes than we got yesterday or Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> it wasn't, um, you know, the Easter eggs were great. The cameos were great. Story wise. It was definitely no, Crisis on Earth X, like yes, yeah. overall writing yeah. wise was not even close. But you know, it did. It was like I said, it was serviceable, and the moments that were the moments were really great moments. Yeah, yeah, so. uh, yeah. I I enjoyed it. I, I overall, but if I had, it, it was it was very ambitious, and uh, kudos to the creative team at. The CW, as far as to try to pull off this this epic story, and 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 quite frankly, you know, to fit one of the big ch- changing stories in, in the comic book universe, and 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 I think for for me, I think that's the um, the one thing that I think the crossover succeeded in is uh, breaking down, you know, bringing all the CW shows onto one 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 earth and then fully establishing all the other dc shows whether they're on a cw or any other form and particularly the cinematic universe there we, we have one unit we have one we have a multiverse now and it, it's it's established and if nothing else then if we were if that is a metric to say that Prices on if if Earth succeeded that that's you can check that box that it was success in that way even if the story has some points where it was kind of low but uh, <laughs> and it, 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 it but I think it, the, the the high to me with the with now the new multiverse outweighs it, the problems that I would have that I had with this with the show so with that uh, Tasha tell tell our listeners where they can find you. You can find me at Hindsight20, H-I-N-D-S-I-T-E-2-0. Veronica, can you tell folks where to find you on social media? Y'all can find my annoying voice in written word (laughs) at Nerdy Chicana, N-E-R-D-Y-X-I-C-A-N-A. Yes, you can... (laughs) And you can find me on Twitter at Will M. Polk. That's W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-P-O-L-K. And you can also find our host, Sarah Belmont, on Twitter at S-J Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Be sure to follow our crew on Twitter, at Cena Nerd. Friend us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. But most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Spotify. Good night. Geek out. You're welcome.